Hospitals will see a 3% inpatient payment increase next year, but some industry groups say it doesn't go far enough. A bill that would overhaul the national organ donation system heads to President Biden's desk. And the U.S. Department of Labor sues United Health over allegations that a subsidiary of the payer denied thousands of claims. It's Thursday, August 3rd. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services will increase inpatient hospital Medicare reimbursement 3.1% in 2024 under the Inpatient Prospective Payment System, or IPPS, final rule unveiled on Tuesday. The 3.1% payment update reflects a hospital market basket increase of 3.3%, reduced by a required productivity cut of 0.2%. This is higher than the 2.8% increase proposed initially in April. The agency will increase inpatient hospital payments by $2.2 billion overall compared to this fiscal year. CMS projects that Medicare disproportionate share hospital payments, as well as Medicare uncompensated care payments, will decrease by $957 million. It also estimates that additional payments for inpatient cases involving new medical technologies will decrease by $364 million next year, driven primarily by the expiration of new technology add-on payments for several technologies. For long-term care hospitals, the final rule outlines a standard payment rate increase of 3.3%. Hospital trade groups were critical of the final rule. In a statement, the American Hospital Association called the updates, in their words, woefully inadequate, and said that the rate increases do not address high inflation and the increased costs for labor, equipment, drugs, and supplies. And America's Essential Hospitals said in a statement that the final rule will undermine the nation's essential hospitals and safety net care for low-income patients. Among other changes announced for 2024, CMS finalized a policy that will result in higher payments to hospitals treating people experiencing homelessness by increasing the severity designation of the three ICD-10-CM diagnosis codes that describe homelessness. The agency also finalized a health equity adjustment in the hospital value-based purchasing program that rewards hospitals that treat higher proportions of dual-eligible patients. Under the new methodology, hospitals can earn up to 10 bonus points depending on the makeup of their population and their performance on existing quality measures. A bipartisan bill that would revamp the nation's organ donation system has passed out of Congress and heads to President Biden's desk. For nearly 40 years, the Richmond, Virginia-based nonprofit United Network for Organ Sharing, or UNOS, has held the federal contract to run the Organ Procurement and Transplantation Network, due in part to a 1984 law that effectively blocked competition. Last Friday, the Senate unanimously voted on a bill that breaks up 
essentially a monopoly contract and allows other groups to bid on contracts to manage the network. The House approved the same measure earlier last week, and it is widely expected that the president will sign the bill. Yunos has faced criticism in recent years over how it runs the network, including over how it has handled organs by either discarding them or damaging them in transit, long wait lists, and the number of deaths among patients waiting for transplants. In March, the Biden administration proposed overhauling the system through the Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources, and Services Administration, including requiring new data dashboards that make transplant information, including details about transplant centers, waitlists, and organ procurement more readily available. It also proposed an update to OPTN's IT system and said that it wanted to accept new bids from organizations to manage the contract. At the time, Uno said in a statement that it welcomed additional reforms for the network. There are more than 104,000 people of all ages currently on the national transplant waiting list, and 17 people die every day while waiting for a transplant plant. The Biden administration is suing a United Health Group subsidiary alleging that it improperly denied claims for emergency department visits and urine drug tests for thousands of people. The U.S. Department of Labor filed suit in the U.S. District Court for the Western District of Wisconsin on Monday against UMR, a Wausau, Wisconsin-based third-party administrator that manages benefits for more than 2,100 employee health plans. United Health's website lists the group as the nation's largest third-party administrator. The Labor Department accuses UMR of violating the Employee Retirement Income Security Act of 1974, or ERISA, and alleges UMR simply denied claims without assessing their merit. For ER claims, the Labor Department alleges that UMR violated the Affordable Care Act's prudent layperson standard, which defines an emergency medical condition as one that a person with average knowledge of health and medicine would expect to put their health in serious jeopardy without medical care. The lawsuit alleges that instead of applying that standard, UMR relied on lists of diagnosis codes that the company considered true emergencies to deny ER care. For claim denials for urine drug screens, the Labor Department alleges that between August 2015 and August 2018, UMR denied all claims without determining whether a claim was medically necessary. By August 2019, it began approving claims for urine drug screens, but only in urgent care centers or emergency departments. According to the suit, in 2019, UMR allegedly switched its urine screening claims denial codes from lack of medical necessity to a request for more medical records from the provider. The Department of Labor is asking the court to order UMR to bring its procedures for handling claims in line with the law and re-adjudicate claims denied since January 2015. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. 
The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.